Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. C4 Smart Energy is formulated with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine from green coffee beans, plus potassium, niacin, and vitamin B12 to support well-being and help you feel your best, all while promoting fat burn and boosting metabolism. So I have recently tried C4 Smart Energy, and let me tell you, it is giving me a boost. That caffeine is hitting because I have a very short attention span. I get distracted so easily, and I tried it, and I was like, yeah, this is a boost all right. I love that. Look for smart energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local Target. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show how smart energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. To know me is to know that I am obsessed with spicy margaritas. Love tequila cocktails? Then check out the award-winning 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. It's a -a one-of-a-kind tequila infused with the juice of real fruit. 21 Seeds is smooth, not sweet. It smells fresh and bright and tastes incredible. Try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Learn more at 21seeds.com. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. Good morning, family. Welcome back to It's Me Tanks. How are you guys? Happy Monday. I hope everyone had a stupendous weekend. I had such a chill week last week. And by the way, I decided I'm going to do a new mini segment and it's going to be random. It's not going to be planned. It's called What's Wrong With Tanks? Because I want you guys to remember that there's a lot of things that are wrong with me, too. Um, Even though I give out a lot of advice, I need a lot of advice, too. And you know what I realized is that I am addicted to living at a certain level of um, stimulation. And my mom, you know, has said this about me since I was younger. She's like, you just like to live like completely a hundred miles per hour at all the, all the time. And you don't, you know, you don't like to just have a quiet week and, and it's true. And, and it's, you know, that's good and bad. And I was maybe going to go to Paris last week and then I ended up not going. So we had a very chill week and I was like, okay, I'll just rest and relax and what have you. And I just, it makes me uncomfortable. It is partially to do with Mr. Anxiety. Uh, I, I don't know how to, to fix that. I have a note to to talk to my therapist about it, but I just, it kind of makes me feel weird, especially because I was coming off of such a few busy weeks and traveling and then just to be alone and, and my boyfriend's in Paris right now. So I was, you know, wanted to be with him, of course. And maybe that's a little bit of a part of it too. Um, soft launch the boyfriend on uh, AMA last Thursday. And you know what's so funny? When I was on Chelsea Handler's podcast, I was asking for her advice. And, you know, she was like, Do you have anything you want to ask me? And I said, How do I know when to tell my community about anyone I'm dating? Because I took a year off from telling you guys about my dating life because I was so scarred from last year being cheated on and it feeling so public and just feeling messy and, and honestly feeling very, I, I felt like it was hard to date. Like I felt as though every guy I met, I I just, I don't know. And anyway, Chelsea, the absolute God queen she is, was like, you'll know, Tinks. You'll know when you want to tell them about it because it's it'll be, it'll feel right. And it just felt so right to tell you guys that I'm 
you know, the reason that I've been so happy lately and so many of you have written nice notes and said that I seem really happy and good right now. Um, so anyway, I wanted to be in Paris with him, but he's there by himself and, but he's coming to LA this week. So I'm very excited. The upside of me having a chill week is that I did watch a lot of TV. So I have a few wrecks for you guys. First of all, that movie Blonde and that movie to me, it's on Netflix. If you don't know, it's about uh, Marilyn Monroe. Ana de Armas is playing her and there's a lot of hype around it. And just for a couple reasons, I, you know, I think we haven't had a really big Marilyn movie. Um, I've, I learned that the movie is actually based on a fictional book about Marilyn, not on fact. Uh, you know, some other weird stuff like Ana de Armas apparently went to her grave and like asked her if she could play her. I'm not saying that's weird. It just there was a lot of contention around this movie. I I didn't do too much digging, but uh, people were upset about it. And I don't know. Anyway, then I started to see the reviews coming out and people were freaking upset, especially on TikTok. People said it was um, very violent. It was just kind of a portrayal of a woman being basically passed around Hollywood. It was very depressing. It was about, you know, and I I don't know too much about Marilyn Monroe's actual life. And I know that it was hard, but I know that there was also some good parts. That's at least what I saw on TikTok. And I was reading this article. It's like, she wasn't completely sad all the time. And it was, it was, there was glamorous and happy parts of it. Anyway, I was like, I have a whole day to myself. I'm going to sit down with Viche and give it a go. You guys, this freaking show was a movie, I'm sorry, to me, unwatchable. To me, absolutely unwatchable. I couldn't get through it. I, I was, I think I watched maybe 35 minutes. It was violent. It was not entertaining. It was dark. And I, I listen, I like dark movies. And even more importantly, I think it's important to portray uh, people's stories in a correct and accurate way, um, especially people that are idolized and, and looked up to and kind of there's this almost a mystery and lore around Marilyn Monroe. This movie, I mean, it was like Viche directed it. I, actually, I take that back. Viche would have done a way better job. It was so choppy and just weird and felt like a fever dream. It reminded me a lot of that movie, um, not in vibe, but in kind of how I felt watching it. Spencer, which is about Diana. Kristen Stewart played her. You know how I feel about Kristen Stewart. Anyway, uh, it just felt like, well, I'll tell you, I was then on TikTok this morning and I, and I saw Emily Ratajkowski, which by the way, I'm obsessed with her. Emily, if you ever want to come on my show or um, call in, I think that we would have a really interesting talk about modern feminism together. She's really smart. You guys should follow her on TikTok. But anyway, I need to read her book. Actually, I'm definitely going to read her book in the next few weeks. That's something I, on my to-do list. She made a very interesting TikTok saying she hadn't seen the movie yet, but that we are obsessed with fetishizing women's pain. And that she, it, from what it sounded like to her, Blonde, this movie, was basically a fetish, fetishization of female pain and suffering. And she admitted, what I like about Emily is she's very self-aware. And she said, I think in, in a sense, I've kind of fetishized my own pain and thought like, oh, I want to be saved and stuff like that. And women do that. And I hadn't really thought about that before. And I, I, I'm not really sure what I think about that. But she made a very compelling argument. And um, then she said, which I loved, especially given my episode on Friday, she said, 
you know what's hard to fetishize is female anger. And that's exactly what I was talking about on Friday, which is like women are not allowed to be impassioned or enraged. That's just not palatable for the rest of the world. And it's true. And so Emily said, I'm in my witch era. I'm going to be angry. And Emily, I'm right there with you, babe. I'm angry all the time. I'm fucking angry about all my meetings. I'm, I'm angry about being gaslit by every uh, appliance person who comes to my house. I know that's a specific experience, but I was just talking to Lauren and I realized like, sorry to go on a tangent, everything that's been broken in my house, which is, as you guys know, absolutely everything you know, someone comes and they're like, they gaslight us. They're like, oh, no, you just don't know how it works or no, this or that. Another instance is with my car because I've been having the worst luck with my car. You know, it got totaled earlier this year. Then I got in another, you know, so many issues. They just don't listen to me and they just completely take the piss. And I've noticed that when I take a guy friend, I took my best guy friend in with me one time, they completely listen to them. So long story short, I'm I'm always angry. And I think now more than ever, I'm like, I don't really give a fuck because I, the reaction to the podcast on Friday was such that everyone was like, we just have to stop. If we know something's right, or if we have an idea, or if we, or if someone doesn't do their job, we're allowed to be angry. We're allowed to raise our voices. We're allowed to not put 10 exclamation points in smiley faces in movies. I mean, in emails. Sorry, I'm thinking about the movie. Anyway, Emily, call me. Uh, so not gonna recommend that one. Phone level 100 because... It just was so, yeah, I really don't like it. I really don't like it. I, I had a weird feeling about that movie, too. I, I can't explain why. Um, Okay, on a really, really, really way lighter note, there's a new reality show on Bravo called The Real Girlfriends of Paris. And if you grew up on re- niche reality shows like Gallery Girls, do you guys remember Rich Girls with Ali Hilfiger and Jamie Gleisher? I fucking love that show. Um, you know, just shows like that. There was High Society. There was one on Bravo. That's my shit. Ladies of London. That is my shit right there, okay? I like to watch young, fun, sort of well-to-do people running around a cool city. I do. I'm not a complicated person. And I've been missing that so much. And this just feels, oh my God, you guys, it feels like old reality TV again. I, I just, I love it. Like I, I literally ate it up. I'm so obsessed with it. Bravo. If you're listening, please make more shows like this. I really, really think you can make more shows like this. We need them back. We need them back. I don't want any fucking bachelor in paradise overproduced shit. I don't, I don't even want Real Housewives of Dubai, to be honest with you. I want Ladies of London back. I want more Real Girlfriends of Paris. I would love you to do a show about all the hot young people in Austin right now. Um, I would love you to do a show about like chic geeks in San Francisco and the, and the Bay Area. That's an idea you can have for free if you want me to produce it. Get in touch. Anyway, if you like that type of reality TV show, you will fucking love this. So I have a trip planned to Palm Desert coming up and I booked an Airbnb because I wanted to be with all of my friends. This house we booked has a beautiful pool so you guys know I will be catching some rays and doing a little bit of tanning. I know a few friends who have houses and when they're away, whether it's on a trip or they're traveling for work, they just Airbnb their houses. So they're like actively 
making money while they're away, which is kind of the dream, right? Like passively making extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a little travel secret. The best time to visit Scottsdale, Arizona is actually in the summer. When you summer in Scottsdale, you can stay in five-star resorts for three-star prices and get access to the best Scottsdale has to offer at the best rates. There are so many ways to stay cool while feeling hot in Scottsdale over the summer, including tranquil pool scenes or rowdy pool parties, world-class shopping museums, and art galleries. You guys, I am about to fire up my group chat because I love the idea of going to Scottsdale this summer. I love the idea that we can take it any way we want. We can go to a fancy dinner. We can get rowdy at a pool party. I've heard of the famous pool parties in Scottsdale and I need to experience them because there's nothing I love more than sunshine and a good time. Visit experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks to learn more and start planning your trip. That's experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with brand new releases and next listen recommendations. There's a story for every listener from classic favorites to exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors. Okay, so you guys, I listened to The Shards by Brett Easton Ellis on Audible and it was so scary. Okay, I was freaking out. I would be in my car listening to it and I literally sometimes would have to pull over because I was so engrossed in the story. It's set in Los Angeles. It is a mystery mystery thriller whodunit and it is so scary and it's so emotive and I literally was addicted to it I couldn't do anything else for like two weeks while I was listening to it audible members can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog new audible members can try audible now for free for 30 days visit audible.com slash tinks or text tinks to 500 500 that's audible.com slash tinks or text tinks to 500 500 to try Audible free for 30 days. A consistent body care routine is so important to me, you guys. I love to feel good in myself. I love to feel good in my skin. It is our largest organ, so I like to take care of it. And I like to look good while naked. Yes, I admit it. You guys know I am obsessed with Osea and a lot of it in part is because of how the products make me feel. So I love that I can trust everything that they make because they put such care and thought into each product. And I love how the body products make my skin feel very soft, very smooth. There's no harsh chemicals or dyes in any of it. It's just natural and it makes me feel naturally good. Glow from the inside out with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code TINKS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code TINKS for 10% off. So what are we going to talk about today? You guys really enjoyed the five ways to raise your self-esteem. And so I come to you with... Uh, five ways to raise your confidence. Now, confidence is a word that gets thrown around all the time. Be confident. You should be confident. Have confidence in yourself. What does that really mean to you guys? When I was thinking about it and I was preparing this episode, I thought it's so funny because it's actually very different to self-esteem. To me, this is not the Webster dictionary definition. This is what it means to me. To me, self-esteem and self-worth are like how you view your value. 
which is very, very important. And I would actually argue that that's more important than confidence. I think confidence can definitely stem from self-esteem. And I could very well have put the first bullet point uh, on my list if I would just have high, high self-esteem, but that's cheating, right? I would, that would be, that would be uh, skimping on one of my five for you guys. But I do think that having high self-worth can make you more confident because then you think, I know how valuable I am. I know that how I, you know, if I'm up five pounds or down five pounds, it doesn't matter, but that's all self-worth stuff, right? Confidence to me is like your external projection of how you feel about yourself. It's how you present to the world and it's how people perceive you, which is very important. I won't lie. It's important for getting jobs. It's important for getting noticed at, say, a networking event. It's important for standing out in a crowd. It's important for, yes, it's important for dating, I would say too. It's important for making friends. It's no secret that confidence is attractive. I have to say I love confident people. I'm very attracted to people with confidence. Uh, I mean, everybody is, right? Why? Because it's, it's an, again, as I said, it's an external marker of how that person feels about themselves. And it just feels attractive if someone rates themselves highly. Now, I think that there is a very, very fine line between confidence and sort of boastfulness and being um, not vain, but kind of like conceited and, and uh, I don't know, it can go negative fast for men and women, you know, like I think that women have more, I, I don't think that most women are in danger of becoming too confident because we have such a hard time anyway. I think with men, it can, yeah, there can be a point where it's like, okay, you're just being cocky now. Like, do you actually have the goods to back it up? What's funny is that men who are quite mediocre often have confidence of the confidence of someone who's amazing. Like there's that meme on Instagram that's like, Lord, give me the confidence of a mediocre white man. And it's true, right? It's true because a mediocre man will have a confidence of like level 11, whereas a, uh, a, a quite a phenomenal woman might have low confidence. And that's a generalization and I'm fucking sticking to it. Fight me fight me. I'm going to make that generalization and feel good about it. I know some women who are so unbelievable, like smart and funny and accomplished, and they don't have high confidence. And I think a lot of that is to do with external forces. I think it's, I think that women have low confidence for multiple reasons, but I'm going to list a few of them. Number one, um, I think that from the time we're born, we are told that you know, how we look is how confident we should be, right? And and our beauty and whatever. And and there's less emphasis put on our accolades and our accomplishments. And that's messed up because men don't have that same relationship to their physical appearance. Um, I also think that the way that people perceive confident women makes women less confident. So I think that again, connected to Friday's episode, if you come across as confident, people will say, oh, she's bossy or, oh, she's, you know, she's know-it-all or, oh, she's demanding. So I think that that really prohibits a lot of women from 
exercising the full level of confidence that they should experience. And that's sad. And that's sad. I think a lot of lack of confidence for women also comes from scarcity mindset. I think that scarcity mindset can infect a woman and make her feel like she shouldn't be confident. She doesn't deserve to be confident. So without further ado, I'm going to tell you five practical tips for raising your confidence. And these aren't all the tips, but this is what has worked for me. And these are, again, I always aim to give you guys practical to do's because then you can action item them. Number one, fake it till you make it. Don't roll your eyes. This is a real practical tip. And I'm going to tell you two instances in my life where this has materially raised my confidence. Okay, number one, if you've been listening to me for longer than 30 seconds or listen to any interview I've done, people are always like, how'd you get your nickname, Tanks? Long story short, I'm sure you guys have heard it and you're sick of hearing this story. When I was younger, I wasn't confident at all. I had no confidence. And I watched this movie called All I Want to Do. If you haven't seen the movie, you've got to go see it. And there was a character in it called Tinka Parker. And she was the coolest. All the boys wanted her, yada, yada, yada. So I made myself an alter ego. I don't know what struck me to do this, but I came back from summer and I said to my friends, when I'm Tinka Parker, I'm this is my alter ego, I'm confident. And bless my little friends. We were like 11 or 12. They were like, okay, whatever. And slowly I just started to embody her because sometimes you have to trick your brain, right? Your brain will rest on whatever is comfortable. And this is why I always talk about neural pathways, you guys. So if you are in your head thinking, I'm not good enough, I'm not confident, I'm, I'm shy, I'm shy, I'm shy, your brain has no reason to change that belief. It's, a, it's an existing belief. And in fact, your brain is looking for confirmation bias. So what that means is if you have this belief of yourself that you're not confident, your brain will look for markers to reinforce that. So, you know, when you go into the store and maybe you're waiting to order your bagel and they like pick the person behind you, your brain will say that's because you're not good enough or that's because you're not pretty enough because it's already an existing belief. So what you want to do is trick your brain into changing those beliefs. Another example of faking it till you make it, which I've said this story before too, is when I went to Stanford. So I left home. I was 19. I had only ever lived in England and I arrived and I knew no one and no one from my school was at Stanford. And something just hit in me that nobody there knew what my personality was. And I sound like a little bit talented Mr. Ripley, but I'm so glad that I did this because it literally changed my life. I thought to myself, Tinks, I can, you can literally act like the most popular girl in school and no one will know the difference. No one will know. Like you're from far away. You don't know anyone in California. You can just pretend. And that's exactly what I did. That's exactly what I did. Was I scared shitless? Yeah, but I had reached a point in my life where I was like, okay, I'm okay confident. I have okay fun. You know, I have a few friends, whatever. But I was like, I want to make a big change. And I simply I, I simply faked it. I thought, how would a really, really popular girl act? How would a really, really confident girl act? And that's how I did it. And I I'm going to be honest with you guys, I had more friends than anyone. I had friends at every frat, sorority, not frat sorority. I had friends in the band. I had friends in every single corner of Stanford. I had friends and I was well liked because I faked it till I made it. 
And and soon enough, like that was a very quick transformation. I think when I was younger, when I was like 11 or 12 and the whole Tinks and Tinka Barker thing, that was slower. And I really, it would, I would be lying if I said I was truly confident in high school. I wasn't. Like I was all right, but I wasn't, I didn't believe in myself. I didn't have high self-esteem. I didn't have high confidence. When I got to Stanford, was when I really spread my wings. And here's the thing about faking it till you make it. You get almost immediate positive reinforcement because pretend you're an actor. Pretend you are fucking Leonardo DiCaprio up in that bitch. Pretend you are the most confident person. And when you walk into a party and you're pretending, nobody knows the difference. So they treat you like a confident person. And you know how people treat a confident person? Uh, like a fucking million bucks. Listen, I don't make the rules. That is just who we are as humans. It's attractive when someone walks into a room and they look around and you know that they're confident. Everybody wants to be around them. They're magnetic. They're magnetic. And so I remember I went to Stanford early for international orientation and I kind of like tested it out then. And I remember all the athletes came early for like sport you know, orientation. I don't fucking know. And so in the dorms, it was only the, the international kids and, and the athletes. And I remember thinking, okay, Tinks, we're in America now. Everyone's obsessed with athletes. These are going to be the cool kids. And I made friends with all the athletes. I made friends with all the cute water polo guys in my, you know, dorm. They didn't know that I was a virgin. They didn't know. And no one knew, by the way. Everyone was like, oh my God, Tinks has definitely had sex. Like, not that that matters, but I'm just telling you how powerful it is. And I didn't lie. I didn't lie. They just assumed because of my confidence level. I made friends with all of the athletes. And then when the other girls came in, I made my friends right away. And I'm being brave here. And I don't want you guys to think that I'm being boastful, but I'm trying not to qualify. And you guys ask me so much, like, how do you make friends so easily? This and that. And I think this is a lot of a lot to do with it. I made my girlfriends right away in my dorm. And I'm still Casey, one of my best friends. I made them all right in freshman year. Especially in a situation like that, where people are looking for people who are confident, like in a new situation. It's just, you can fake it till you make it. Inside, I was freaking out. And I was also like pretty, (laughs) I don't know, I was pretty British then, which is also so funny because I didn't know like anything about American life. And I don't know if that helped me or hurt me, but I was like, I was obviously very nervous. Like I had never gone to high school in America. I didn't, I didn't go to prom. I didn't know anything. I never had a corn dog. I know that's a silly example, but like I was nervous about that. And so, again, pretending to be confident. So people would be like, what do you mean you don't know the rules of football? And I was just like, I don't know them. Can you explain them to me? And that helped me. Whereas in the past, I think if my high school self would have just lied and be like, oh, no, yeah, like I know the rules and then just like not not done anything about it. Another final example that I want to use from real life is is when I was. um when I was a freelance writer in New York and I had so much imposter syndrome going to like journalism events because as a journalist or as a freelancer you get invited to influencer events as well to like cover them and I remember just being like oh my fucking god like they're gonna know that I'm not a serious journalist they're gonna know that I'm a freelancer and I don't write for a magazine and I will never forget I was going to this thing and it was early morning and um I spoke, there was like me and this other girl outside of this, I think it was like an opening of a shoe store or something. 
and I was like 27 and I was a freelancer and you guys know in that period of my life I was like feeling very low and not confident because I didn't I was in grad school didn't really love my job just feeling lost and listless and I remember I was like do you know um if is this is what we're supposed to be doing or do are we supposed to be here and she was like oh I don't know and I was like oh okay and then I was like where do you work for and she was like I work for L or something and I was like wait so this person who works for like my dream magazine doesn't know what we're supposed to be doing at this place either And I was like, it's all about how you say it. It's all about how you enter a situation. This is why I always tell you guys, when you walk into a room, be it a party, a networking event, even a dinner with your girlfriends, put your fucking phone away. It is the most confident, badass thing to do. And I know it's scary. This is coming from the girl who invented emotional support water bottle. I know that it's easier to hold something in your hand if you have anxiety. But I'm telling you, if you are walking in to make a good, good impression, maybe you're walking into a new job, maybe you're in school, maybe you are walking into the lunch hall, maybe you are walking into, uh, you know, something in your college. Put your phone away and and just hear my voice in your mind and think, fake it till you make it. Walk in look around, smile, find the snack table, go over to it, then you can take out your phone. Watch how people flock to you. Watch how people are mesmerized by you. Because you know what everyone else is going to do? Come in with their head down on their phone, not confident. Number two, uh, totally switching gears here. Okay, totally switching gears. I suggest that you walk around your house or your apartment naked. Obviously, if you, uh, you know, live with someone or whatever, whatever, you know, don't be silly. Don't don't be like walking around your fucking dorm room naked and be like, Tinks told me to. Why? Because I don't make the rules, but so much of our confidence as women comes from our physical appearance. And. I wish that that wasn't true, but it is. So what do we do with it? We have to accept our bodies being beautiful. I'm not saying you have to think that, you know, you're the most stunning supermodel in the world, but you have to love and accept your body. And and when I really started doing this was when I saw my confidence skyrocket. I'm not saying walking around naked, but I'm saying true body acceptance, which came in late 20s, early 30s. It ricocheted into, or sorry, it like overflowed into my confidence and how I felt about my self worth when I stopped being so fucking mean to myself. And I think a big way that I do, that I've done this is through walking around naked and taking naked pictures of myself, nudes. You don't have to send them to anybody, but they make you feel beautiful. And they might not at first. And if the idea of taking a picture of yourself naked just for yourself makes you cringe or makes you uncomfortable, I want you to dig into why. I want you to dig into why. And the reason probably is you have shame around your body that's from society or from yourself or whatever, but that's not good. Okay. So I want you guys to, if taking a picture feels too much, walk around your apartment naked. You know, after a shower, don't, you know, immediately put a towel on and like, hide and then immediately put clothes on like your body is really beautiful and as someone now like in my 30s I just 
I can't believe all the negativity that I absorbed from society and from myself in my 20s and how that did affect my confidence. You getting your quote perfect body or getting to your quote goal weight will not improve your confidence. Okay. Accepting who you are as a person and accepting that your body is beautiful will help your confidence, in my opinion. Because it's just like a scale, right? Like, it's funny because now when I look back, when I was at my thinnest, I was actually at my least confident. And when I met my boyfriend two months ago, you know that I was the heaviest I've ever been. Isn't that funny? And I was so confident. I hit on him. I walked up to him at a party and I was like, what's up? Like, totally flirty. I hit on him. Why? Because weight does not equal worth and weight doesn't equal confidence. Okay. It's about how you feel. So I know that that's part of a larger conversation. And if you haven't listened to our episodes on body image, please go back because there's a lot of helpful information. But on this list of five ways to raise your confidence, I'm telling you practically walk around your house naked, look at yourself in the mirror, really look at yourself. Really, really look at yourself and think, fuck, I'm hot. And if you can, take nudes for yourself, for yourself, only if you're over 18, obviously. Number three, journaling. So my hope and prayer is that everybody in this community journals in some way. Because what journaling does for women is it externalizes thoughts that we have about ourselves and it makes them easier to think about, talk about, process, and deal with. And what I want you to do if you don't journal is to start. And what I want you to do if you do journal is to make sure that you are expressing gratitude for things about yourself. So the reason that I like the five minute journal is because it has the space for it. It's like, you know, things that I'm happy with, or I can't remember what the exact exact word is, but you can kind of write positive affirmations about yourself. But if that feels too much, I want you in your gratitude list to make sure that every day, one of the three things, some people do one thing, some people do three things. I try to do three to five. One of the three things is about yourself. So I'm grateful that today I was smart in the meeting or I'm grateful that um, I took care of my friend today when she was in a bad mood or I'm grateful that my body is healthy and I got to go to the gym today. Whatever it is, something positive about yourself and something that you accomplished. If you journal in the morning, it can be more about, you know, what you, you know, who you are as a person, like I'm grateful that I'm funny or whatever. And if you're journaling at the end of the day, it can kind of be something that you've done, you know, something specific. But I want you guys to get specific and granular while you're journaling this gratitude. Okay. Not just like, I know I said, oh, I'm grateful that I'm funny. That's, that's not specific enough. Get specific. I'm grateful that today when I was, um, you know, working with someone who came into the store, I made them laugh and that made me feel like I was gave good customer service. That's an example. Like that's how granular I want you to get because those small things are building a foundation of confidence because it's showing your brain externally like it's it's not enough to think oh I made that person laugh if you write that down that's reinforcing to your brain yeah I'm funny or 
yeah, I'm smart or yeah, I'm good at this or yeah, I'm good at that. Okay. So please journal or if you don't want to journal, do a gratitude list, but make sure that at least one thing per day is a specific thing you're grateful for that you did, that you did. And don't feel ashamed. Like if it's like, I'm grateful for my boobs that are fucking hot. That's okay. Okay. We as women are told like the second we start celebrating ourselves, we're boasting, we're vain, we're this, we're that. This is your personal private gratitude list in journal that's for you. So you can go off. Okay. You can literally be like, I am grateful that I have the longest legs and and I'm just like, wow. Or I am grateful that, uh, you know, my baby is really cute. Whatever you want, okay? It's your private list. No one's ever going to see it, but I want you to feel those things. Okay, number four. You know, I had to put it in there. Don't compare. Comparison is a thief of joy. And I think that comparison, when I think about what's in direct, uh, like oil and vinegar with confidence, what's in direct threat to confidence, it's comparison. Okay, easy to remember because there are two C's, right? Uh, When you compare yourself to people on the internet, people you follow on Instagram, that is literally highway robbery of your confidence levels, okay? We know comparison is the thief of joy. You know what else it's the thief of? Fucking confidence, okay? Because it's the easiest way to just ruin your confidence. It's like... It's like putting weed killer on your confidence, all right? And it's just so easy to do. That's what's scary about it is that it's like you just open your phone and you start doing it without realizing. And I want you to guys to be super vigilant about not doing it. Also, comparing yourself to your friends. Like that stuff really chips away at your confidence. I think when I was living in New York and I was having such a bad time, a a lot of it was to do with comparing myself to my friends and just feeling so not confident in where I was in myself. So not only was I not joyful and happy, but I was just not confident because I was thinking my friend's getting married. My friends bought a house. My friends love their job. And it just really, really ruined my confidence. Okay. So I talk about it a lot because it is so fucking crucial. When you think of yourself comparing, I want you to think, Comparison is a thief of joy and it's ruining my confidence. And I want you to think about areas of your life that you're not confident in. And I want you to examine critically if you're very comparative in those areas. So, for example, if you're very not confident in dating, like when you meet new people, I want you to think, do I compare myself a lot to my friends and how they date or how people date in movies or how people date on TV? Because my spidey senses tell me that they are connected. Okay, the fifth thing is practice. Practicing is different than fake it till you make it. I want you guys to practice confidence as though it were a hobby, okay? I want you to practice confidence as though you were trying to nail cooking the perfect souffle and you were just gonna do it every weekend until you got it. Like, I really want you to take on confidence as a hobby. I'm serious. That's how I want you to think about it. And I want you to think, oh, this would be a good instance for me to practice confidence. So 
some examples that I've used because they come up a lot. It's like a networking event or um, on a date or walking into a party. I literally want you to practice it like you were trying to learn a new skill, like you were knitting or like you were, you know, that movie, Julia and Julia, the one that I'm obsessed with. It's like, you know how she just goes through all the every every recipe in the book. Like that's kind of how I want you to approach it. Like it's your little pet hobby. Take notes in your phone. Think of instances in advance like, oh, that would be a good instance for me to practice my confidence. Uh, Big or small. Maybe you're going to lunch with coworkers. Try to do it then. And really hone the skill because it's a skill and it's a muscle. I think that the most detrimental thing about confidence is that people view it like it's something bestowed upon people. Like, oh, she's really confident. Like, oh, she's just born like that. Some people are born like that. Good for them. 99% of us have to build that muscle. So that's what you're doing. It's literally like you're building a muscle in the gym. You just got to keep doing it. Some days you have a good muscle workout. Some days you don't, but you're always learning and you're always building on your progress. Okay. So practice. I know it's difficult. I really, really know it's difficult. And I feel like we're going to have more conversations about this, but I hope this sparked something in you guys. And if you are confident, you can become more confident. Don't think like, oh, that's, you know, I'm good as I am. You can always become more confident because you know why you're worth it and you deserve that. And because confidence opens doors for us. It really, really opens doors for us. Five ways to raise confidence. Number one, fake it till you make it. Number two, walk around your house naked. And if you can, take pictures of yourself naked just for you. Number three, journal and express gratitude in your journaling. Number four, don't compare. And number five, practice. I love you guys so much. I am going to see you on Wednesday. I'm going to my my girlfriend's wedding at the end of this week and I'm going to Sun Valley. So I'm going to see Brian and and Dickie. I know you guys love Dickie, so she'll be um, you know, around. And I hope you have a, a wonder a truly wonderful week. Thank you for thank you for listening to me and I hope that that was helpful. Also, if you like my podcast, you guys should share it with a friend. It would mean like a lot, a lot to me. Okay, I'll see you guys on Wednesday. Bye.